0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Movies That Matter podcast. I'm your host, Chris Flaherty. Thank you for joining us. It is episode four, hot off the tails of episode three that just dropped, and this one will probably drop very, very soon. Uh, We'll get on a more consistent schedule eventually. It's my New Year's resolution for 2022. Um, But you know, Halloween is right around the corner, literally right around the corner. But um, Christmas is also right around the corner, and. I'm not sure if this is a Christmas or a Halloween movie. I think it's up to your preference, but maybe we'll figure that out tonight. But the movie we're talking about tonight is Gremlins, and my guest is Flynn Reardon. Flynn, how are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. Uh, folks that you don't know, Flynn is a 2019 graduate. 20. 2018? No, 2020. 2020. 2020. Wow. Yeah. Time is an illusion. Flynn. Yeah, I know. Of the Shawshin Valley Technical High School, and he was a very frequent and active student volunteer over here at Burlington Cable Access Television, where he had a few shows. One that he and I co-produced for a while uh, yep. that we kind of just dropped off because of we didn't like the Flash anymore.
1: Yeah, it just kind of. Have you seen anything recent from it?
0: I, uh, I have. I've read things, and I'm yeah. just like. No, thanks. For those of that, know, we did a, a recap of the CW show, The Flash, and, yeah, we, uh, we lost interest.
1: Yeah, it uh, changed showrunners too much, and then characters started contradicting themselves. And, yep.
0: Yeah. Ugh, but enough about flashback. Yeah. We're here to talk about gremlins. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of funny because, I don't know if you remember, you were the one who suggested that I watch this film way back in 2017.
1: Had you not seen it prior to that? I, I had
0: not seen it prior to then. Oh. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. And Christmas yeah. 2017 was the first time I watched Gremlins. And now I've watched it twice.
1: How do you, like, do you remember how you reacted to it when you first watched it? I liked it. I did like And I, still, I
0: liked it last night. And I, last night was the first time I saw the sequel. And we'll yep. get to that. <laughs> but, uh, but in your own words, can you tell us what Gremlins
1: is about for those that don't know? So, Gremlins is basically, like, I label it a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. I label the first one a Christmas movie. The second one is just a, like, it's, a it's like a horror comedy mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's very horror, but it's mm-hmm. more like a dark comedy. Yeah. Um, but the first Gremlins is basically, like, a twisted kind of Christmas uh, story mm-hmm. where the the, the film opens with the father trying to get a gift for his son and they live in this very little town. That's, I don't know if you recognized, but I'm like 99% sure it's the same town, like set that they use in back to the future. Like it the is. center. Yep. Um, and it's, but basically he's trying to get his son, this present and he ends up getting him this thing called a mogwai, mm-hmm. which is basically this little furry creature. And there's three rules to the Mogwai is that you can't get them wet. Uh, If you expose them to sunlight, they'll die. So bright lights is a no. Mm -hmm. And if you feed them after midnight, that's like the rule you're not supposed to break at all. Mm -hmm. And that's like the looming thing at the beginning of the movie is obviously you can go, you can know going into the movie as soon as they say those like, okay, they're going to break all three of them. It's just a matter of how and when and Mm -hmm. what will happen. Right. But yeah, it's it's basically as the rules get broken throughout the movie and stuff like that, chaos ensues mm-hmm. and it ends up to the point where like this tiny little peaceful town basically becomes like an Armageddon zone yep. and is probably like after the movie, like the military probably came in and like cleaned everything up. Mm-hmm. That's that's at least what I would assume. <laughs> that That brings up
0: my low-key favorite moment in the film because I think it's interesting that like, Normally in horror movies like people make a lot of stupid decisions yep. that gets them killed. I don't think any of the main characters make stupid decisions.
1: No, it's not there's no like moments that I'm like, "Ugh, like why did you do that?" Right. But my favorite moment
0: is like the dad is driving home like towards the end of the film and he's got the radio on and like what is it? Rockin' Ricky. Yeah,
1: yeah. And he's like it's, it's like Rockin' Ricky Rivado. Yeah, Rockin' Ricky
0: Rivado. He's like And he's like, the Marines are coming. We're going to hose these guys out. And it's like, no, don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just, like, screaming, no, don't tell them to do that. Yeah. Uh, But this is an 80s film. So Mm -hmm. how did
1: you first learn about this film? I don't remember necessarily. Mm -hmm. What I can say is this is the first, like, movie that I, like, that wasn't, like, Thomas and the Magic Railroad that I remember watching (laughs) a great film. (laughs) Exactly. Great film. Mm -hmm. And, um, but like I have this on DVD. That's what's in my backpack. I brought the, the DVD that I've had forever of gremlins. It's Mm -hmm. the special edition, which just has like bonus features and stuff. Awesome. Um, but I had a portable DVD player Mm -hmm. and I remember just like watching gremlins over and over and over again. That's awesome on it. And it's funny because I don't like horror movies, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I was watching this movie at like four or five years old. (laughs) Like looking back on it, like I can understand, like this probably isn't the best for that age. Not really. I mean, but it's a Christmas movie. Right. And I think I also just, I always thought the gremlins were goofy.
0: They were. They were very goofy and more so goofy in the second film. But I think like, yeah, it's a horror movie and it's like a black comedy. Right. So it's very I, much a black comedy yeah. more than a horror, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And, like, again, like, the main character, the main the main gremlin, Gizmo, like, he's cute. He's kid-friendly. Right. And, like, I, I did appreciate that the first time I watched it. Like, okay, like, the cute gremlin doesn't turn evil. It's right. more like things happen to him and he. Exactly. Him and the humans have to deal with it. Right. Yeah. Um. So what stuck out with
1: you the first time you watched it? The thing that I remember the most is the scene where the mom discovers the gremlins and then she's fighting them in the kitchen. I remember watching that like hundreds of times.
0: I was going to say when we got to like our favorite parts, that is my favorite scene. It's such
1: a good scene and it's like super well directed and everything. Mm -hmm. Because like she could have easily been the first victim of the film. and that's one of the things I was going to bring up. Mm -hmm. This movie was supposed to be way darker. Yes. And... Literally, it said that there was one part on the script where she went upstairs Mm -hmm. and a gremlin literally decapitated her and her head rolled down the stairs. You can almost sort of see when that was supposed to happen, too. Exactly. There's, like, a lot of, like, moments where almost, like, a campy thing will happen and Mm -hmm. you can tell, like, oh, that was probably, like, they had to do that, otherwise it was going to be something way darker. I think that's another reason why maybe, like, younger viewers, like, how you
0: first watched it, don't get so scared by it because it is campy. Right. For sure. And
1: I mean... But it's like an endearing campy (laughs) in a way, you know? Sure. Um, No, when she is... Like she kills three out of five. Yeah, I think she... Fairly easily. Well, I was going to say she kills the most gremlins, but that's not true. Billy definitely... When Billy burns the entire movie theater down, he probably kills like 500 of them. Also, like I love how he just gets away with that oh yeah like there's like that was one of the things i thought like maybe in the sequel there would be like some repercussions and stuff mm-hmm. they would bring up mm-hmm. it's like no yeah it's just he he literally just got to like blow up the town and it was fine he was okay everyone was fine
0: yeah. destroys the toy store or the candy store or wherever the final confrontation takes place yeah the that toy store is destroyed. it's
1: i think it's just like a department store yeah he breaks into it yeah whatever.
0: um yeah, the mom kills the three gremlins in the most.
1: Oh, it's like the first creative one. ways. Yeah, one goes into the blender. One goes into the blender. The other one goes in the microwave. Yep. And then is the last one? What's the last one? Oh, <sighs> it's the thrown into the fireplace. That, yeah, Billy knocks it off because that
0: one, like, she like thinks she's in okay. The tre- yeah, yes, he was in the, the tree. tree. Yeah, yeah. Which I can't is remember right. where the other one went. Did she just stab it? cuz she had the knife the whole time.
1: I think she does stab it. Yeah. yeah. And they just don't like show it dead. Yeah. Fully.
0: Oh, mom's a boss.
1: Yeah. Um, um
0: <laughs> I just can't, I can't get over that
1: scene. That scene just yeah. blew my mind. I just I don't know like maybe it's just I'm trying to think like what made me as a kid remember that scene so much? Right. But I think it's just because like I don't know, the lighting of that scene is like very different also because yeah. it's very bright mm-hmm. which is like weird because it's supposed to be like a scary scene and you don't see like mm-hmm. a scary scene with like very bright that's things true. like nothing's in like the shadows or anything yeah. like that mm-hmm. so maybe um, that's why I don't
0: know oh, well I think that goes into the whole tone of the movie like it's not trying to be full on horror like it's exactly. also trying to ad- yeah. adhere to this Christmas setting for whatever reason <laughs> and sure. also like it's be, it's black comedy it's trying to have fun right and it is fine. Like I definitely, I think some younger kids these days would be traumatized by it. But I think back then in the eighties, like ki- kids could take more. Yeah. For lack of better phrase, no offense to like the younger generations of today.
1: There is a. I don't know how like recent the news has been on it, but mm-hmm. they are making another Gremlins.
0: Yes, I was going to say like Gremlins Three has been in development and for it's a while.
1: Apparently, going to be R. And it's going to be puppets still. Puppets would be I'm good. I'm totally for. And I
0: I did want to talk about the puppets because the puppetry in this thing is amazing. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Like, it's Henson level, I think. Oh, yeah. It's, and it's very good. I'm very happy that they didn't go with, like, whatever CGI. Well, I guess CGI wasn't available at the no, time. No. The
1: only, like, animation that's in the movie is the... Mm-hmm. um. That one shot of the stop motion of all the gremlins when they leave the YMCA, it's great just that shot. Wide shot. And great they're all shot. Just running out. Great
0: shot. Love that shot. Um, yeah, and I think they were gonna do stop motion for the whole thing, maybe, and then someone came along and said, "No, we can do puppets with this."
1: Yeah, and I'm I, glad that they did yeah. puppets because it's very like they're very detailed puppets. Like, they they, are. they don't look like they're just like felt and things like that. Like they mm. they look like slimy and gross yeah. when they need disgusting. to. disgusting. Yeah,
0: so. especially when uh when Spike is, like, clinging on to life at the very end. Oh, yeah, end. when he's a yeah. skeleton. Oh, my yeah. God. um, Yeah, no, I think... We were just talking about this last night with Jurassic Park and how, like, with CGI and stop motion, like, you can definitely, like... We're so desensitized to it now, but, like, if you see a CGI gremlin or a dinosaur, like, you know it's not there. Right. But, yeah. like, with practical effects, you get the sense and the urgency that, like, hey, this is happening right yeah, now. It's,
1: with CGI, a lot of the times when you see a CGI thing, even if you're, like, really pulled into the story, mm-hmm. I feel like there's that quick, like, millisecond thought of, like, oh, that's not real. Right. And even if it's something that small, it, like, pulls you out. Right. Whereas, like, when I was a kid, I noticed it when I rewatched it. Mm-hmm. In the kitchen scene, you can see at one point... um when the Grumman's over in the corner, you can see like the wire holding the hand up. I didn't even see that. And as a kid, I was like, I thought they were real. Like I, I, that's just what I thought. I was sure. You were young. You didn't know better. But like, I thought like, Oh, how do they get these real monsters and like film them for this movie? Oh my God.
0: (laughs) No, it's, it's incredible special effects that still hold up to this day. I think. And um, like, particularly like when they're like, I don't, what do you call it? The, the pupil state? Yeah, when they're in like the eggs and stuff. Yeah, like it's it's disgusting. Oh, it's a gross. But like that's a testament to what they did. Like we see that that that's gross and disgusting. Yeah. Or even like the one part where that's another favorite shot of mine when he jumps in the pool and then like all the yes. smoke and stuff starts happening when you know Another
1: like, a great shot is when Billy's running out of the YMCA mm-hmm. and you just hear all the gremlins. Yes. And then you see like the shadows of them on the yeah. wall for a second. Mm-hmm. That's really
0: good. That's a great, like, sort of Jaws effect of, like, not showing the shark. Yeah. But, like, you know it's there and it's right. coming. Um, So we've talked about things that have, like, stuck out to you in the first film and stuff. And, like, what what really, like, cemented the connection for you? Like, what did you make you think, like, yeah, this is something I really want to keep watching?
1: Well, I always would watch it just because of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And also, like... It was one of those things where, um, like, my mom loves uh, Mm E.T. and loves Gremlins. So, like, we would watch those and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And also, this doesn't really have to do much with, like, my love for the movie, but it's just kind of like a weird thing, is uh, my grandparents used to have a cat named Gizmo. Okay. So, like, I would, every time, like, I would go over there and I would see the cat and stuff like that, it would kind of just remind me of, movie and things like that Mm -hmm. but I think it's just like there was never for like for me as a kid there was never like a moment that I didn't want to watch Mm -hmm. from the movie like there's never like a dip yeah Um, because I loved all the gizmo stuff and I thought Mm -hmm. that was funny and then when they bring in more of the the more evil gremlins later right I love that stuff because even though the gremlins like are murdering people and stuff like the whole scene where they're in the bar and they're just goofing around yeah great mm-hmm. and like i'll laugh every time yep i love when they're uh they're in the theater
0: watching oh yeah when they're snow watching white snow of all white. things yeah like wh- whatever and they're all singing yeah it's yeah. ridiculous it's it's just a good time i'm obviously like it's dark but there are moments of like relief yeah you know like you're not like clenching like for lack of better clenching your pearls
1: speaking of dark we should talk about the darkest thing in the movie which I assume you're going to know immediately because it's very just out of nowhere. Are we talking about the monologue? Yes. Okay. All right, great. Let's talk about that. Yes. Her name's Katie, right? Yeah, it's Kate or Katie. Yeah. Her backstory about her dad and how he died in the chimney Mm -hmm. is like, I don't remember that at all as a kid. And I remember rewatching it like recently and I was like, oh my God. Like, that's crazy it, that this is in this movie. Like, the film is dark, and then
0: there's that scene dark. Yeah. And, like, I know, like, everyone, like, behind
1: the scenes is like, we don't need this. Like, do we need that's, this? That's what I saw is they yeah. were like, we. that was one of the things that they were going to cut. Yeah. And Joe Dante was like, no, we need to keep this. And I I like it because it, like, most of the time you never think about people that genuinely don't like Christmas for other reasons than just being like, yeah, I don't like Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like it, her character, like obviously it seems like she wants to enjoy the Christmas yeah. spirit and that kind of thing. But obviously if you have something traumatic like that, yeah, how are you supposed to just like enjoy Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. No, we're like society
0: is so like conditioned <laughs> to like, Love the holidays and stuff. But there are some people who find the holidays kind of challenging. Like it might be a difficult time of year for them. I mean, you might experience the traumatic thing with your late father. Or maybe some gremlins attacked your house. Who knows? So I think that's sort of like what the film is trying to say here. That like the holidays isn't all sugar plums and Santa Claus. Right. Because sometimes your Christmas present to your son might try to kill your entire town. Yeah. But it is such a random thing because, like, we don't spend too much time with Katie, like, for the first chunk of the film until right.
1: everything happens. Yeah. We know, like, she works at the bar. Mm-hmm. Billy... She work at the bank with him too? Yes. Yeah. So she works at the bank, like, after... Or she works at the bank and then she works at the bar at nights. Yeah. So, um, which now that I'm thinking about that, that makes way more sense because now that if the dad's not there, she's probably providing for half the family right. too yeah i did want to talk about that but we keep going um but yeah we don't know much about her other than like billy likes her mm-hmm. and she works at the bank and she works at the bar mm-hmm. and that's about it mm-hmm. and then like as he like tries to talk with her and stuff like that she like opens up more about not liking christmas mm-hmm. and then eventually billy has to go rescue her because the Gremlins have just taken over the bar and yep. for some reason she's still serving them, which I think is really funny. I do think that's hilarious
0: <laughs> that she's so committed to her job. She's yeah. going to keep serving these monsters.
1: Right. And like, they literally like pull a gun on her <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> it's, it's so wild. Yeah. But it's,
0: yeah, like her like little monologue, like I think it's one of the things like people like low key remember the most about this film because, like, it's sort of, like, hits the brakes real hard It on the comes story. out of nowhere. It comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And we, we are going to talk about Gremlins, too, for a while. But I laughed out loud when, like, for some reason last night. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln comes up, like, because the neighbor visits him in New York. And then, like, they're trapped in the building. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, uh, well, he's like Billy, don't give up. Did Washington give up? Did Lincoln give up? And then Kate's like, oh, do not mention Abraham Lincoln. I had a traumatic experience happen yeah. to me on Abraham Lincoln's birthday. And she starts going into yeah. the monologue and then there's like we, we don't have time for this. Yeah. I laughed out loud.
1: It's almost like the second one is like just a parody. It is. In, like, the best ways. Like, it's it not is. just, like, retelling the same story and, like, just with jokes added. Right. More than there already were. It's poking fun at the original, like, right? time after time. And there's time. a whole scene that I'm just trying to remember. It's, like, blanking on me. But there's a whole sequence in the second one that just, like, cuts away. And they're like, that's a wrap, blah, blah, blah. And it's like a... Isn't that, like, there's, like, commercials or something? I don't... I'm trying to remember. That's where Hulk Hogan shows up. Yeah, yeah, they... I think the gremlins like
0: they break the fourth wall and they tear yeah. the film they tear the yeah. film out yeah. of the projector. That's what it is, yeah. And then I don't know they start playing like a old school triple X film, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then like parents are coming out of the theater complaining and then for some reason Hulk Hogan's there. Hulk Hogan's in the theater. In the theater by am sunglasses on watching gremlins too. Yeah. And they're like, Mister Hogan, can you deal with this? Yeah, because apparently Hulk Hogan was the hottest celebrity at the time. Yeah, so I imagine if Gremlins Two was made in this day and age, like it would have been the Rock in the theater.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, it's weird. Which you know, quote us now, folks, in case Gremlins Three comes out in a few years. Yeah, and it takes the path of Gremlins Two instead of Gremlins One. <laughs> but back to Gremlins One and how we talked about how like Katie is like working at the bar and the bank and stuff. I think it's almost like a rough coming of age story, you know, because you have Billy, like the father's traveling all around, he's the struggling inventor. Billy's working at the bank, like he's helping his mom, he's I don't know if he's supporting his dad at all, but
1: it doesn't like other than being like, "Oh, your inventions are cool, dad," and yeah. him like spraying toothpaste everywhere. Mm-hmm. He's not really supporting him.
0: Right. And like the dog is almost the dog's going to get put down
1: by the neighbor for Whatever reason that doesn't really like come into play. Also, I didn't know if you noticed this, mm-hmm. um, but when the neighbor gets launched out of the building, yeah, when when another Ms. one Beetle, of my favorite parts when she gets shot out of the building and lands on the street and just dies. Mm-hmm. Um, did you notice who one of the police officers in the car is? No. The one that's freaking out oh my is it's God. it's Jonathan Banks. So Mike from Breaking Bad, yeah. Oh my God, I did. He's also an airplane too. He's one of the. I know he's in airplane. Yeah. I didn't
0: know he was in Gremlins.
1: Yeah, I... he's the he's the police officer that's like get us out of here, and he's like freaking out, <laughs> which is funny because like that's not the that's character not, that he that's plays. That's
0: not the character that we are we know him for. Right, that's hilarious. Yeah. Oh my God, I do, I the whole time like she's like going after the dog. I'm like, is this Wizard of Oz? That's what I was thinking is like, it's got to be just inspiration from yeah. that. So, and then I don't, I had seen it before because you, you recommended it to me, but I'm like, does something happen with the the neighbor that is relevant to this story? And then I'm like, oh no, she just gets killed. Yeah. In almost a similar Wizard of Oz fashion because like she's a witch and then her right. like legs are sticking out. Yeah. Uh, and that I don't is she like, was she implanted into the ground? I, I, don't, I know. don't know. I don't know. Just another one of like the bizarre sight gags in this film, yeah, but yeah, Gremlins is almost like this weird commentary on like growing up and taking like the rose tinted glasses off of childhood and the holidays and stuff, yeah, like no, you gotta grow up and
1: kill some monsters The second one is very much a a commentary, but not on that. It's very much like commentary capitalism on, on and- one <laughs> though. On what? Oh, it's it's got it's very like, cap- anti-capitalism and those kind of things. <sighs> Should we just move on to Gremlins 2 at this point? <laughs> well, we don't we don't have to. We don't, I mean, we'll, what we'll else? Ju- do we're you gonna jump talk around for the first one. Um,
0: I mean, I did. We talked about some of our favorite scenes and moments in the film. Um, favorite? Do you have any fun facts? I know I mean, we've dished a few out.
1: Um, let me see, some of the ones.
0: I know we did talk about like how this film like pretty much almost gave birth to the PG thirteen rating.
1: Yes. Um. and then so this was Chris Columbus's like big break right. into making movies and stuff yeah, and he, he later did Home yeah. Alone and mm-hmm. thousands of other things mm-hmm. Um, but do you know I assume you know do you know who voices Gizmo Howie Mandel yeah which for who, who knows whatever reason who knows why <laughs> because uh,
0: at one time Howie Mandel was a stand up comedian
1: right but like I don't know why. I don't know.
0: I mean, there are plenty of popular it, voice actors that were still active at the time.
1: I don't know if this is just like a weird. Did Howie Mandel ever have hair? I don't, know. I don't remember him ever having hair. I don't
0: know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, anyway. You can email me at moviesthatmatterpod at gmail.com if you can confirm <laughs> if Howie Mandel, if Howie Mandel, had,
1: Mandel hair. had hair in the 80s, folks. Um, and then Frank Welker of Scooby Doo. Mm hmm. Is Stripe, okay? Which I didn't recognize. That sort of I, I makes honestly, sense because I felt like it could have just been anyone.
0: I mean, that sort of makes sense because Frank Welker is like known for like ma- voicing animals, mm. like Scooby Doo and Abu and Aladdin and stuff.
1: So, so the thing we were talking about with the rating mm-hmm. is they almost gave this an R rating, right? And then they cut out some of those darker scenes to mm-hmm. to make it PG. Yeah, and this came out. Um, So it says the new rating was ultimately created um, with Temple of Doom. Right. Because Temple of Doom is rated
0: uh, PG.
1: Yeah. For, you know, 80s PG. Yeah, 80s PG. Yeah. Um, But those movies came out within, like, I think two weeks of each other or something? I think so, yeah. And then because of that, um, Steven Spielberg, like, proposed, like, why don't they... Why don't we just add a new rating that's between R and PG? Because right. That's a huge jump. It is a huge jump. PG is like someone says, like, shut up in the movie. And then R is like full nudity on screen. Yep. That's a big jump. Big jump. So he's like, why don't we add a different rating? that's in between. Mm-hmm. And now there's even more. Yeah. Now. Is there? Well, uh,
0: I mean, there's G, PG, PG-13. Well, there's past R. There's NC-17. Yeah, NC-17. Uh, which you almost never see.
1: Yeah. And then there's like TV has TV fourteen. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Which I don't understand. Like, I don't know how the, I don't know how TV ratings like apply to movies. Sometimes yeah, there's like youth
1: seven. Yeah, and then there's like there's youth, which is just for kids. Mm-hmm. And then other than that, I think it's just like I don't know. Is it is it like general? I, yeah, G is general audience. Yeah, G is general yeah. audience. And then like there's like TV fourteen, and then whatever beyond that.
0: I don't know. I, I don't think they exactly call right? because, you know, as you know, you watch a film on TV and the, the censorship is just ridiculous sometimes. Yeah. What they replace swear words with. <laughs> Have you ever seen the, what's it called? Snakes on the Plane? These monkey to Friday, these monkey or Monday was, to Friday.
1: Monday to Friday Plane.
0: Yeah. Monkey ridiculous. fighting snakes. Monkey fighting Monday snakes. Monday to Friday Plane. Yeah. Someone was really scratching their brain for that one.
1: I like. I don't know how someone did that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's difficult to come up with.
0: Yeah. They they sat in a room for a while and thought, how do we replace, uh, well, you folks know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and then we have, so one of the things is, I don't know if I mentioned it earlier. I mentioned it to you before we started, mm-hmm. is that yep. is tr- uh it's Cantonese for devil or demon. Yep. Which tells you all you need to know going in. Right. And like the, in ways, this is kind of moving on a little bit to the second one. Yeah. We're almost approaching the halfway mark, so. Yeah. um, The second one is like, like I was telling you earlier, I never wanted to watch the second one because I was afraid it would ruin the first one for me. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that it ruins about the first one for me is that at the very beginning of the second one, it instantly kills the old man? Yes, that and, kind of bothered me. And the whole thing was, I loved how the end of the first one is him walking away with Gizmo, and it's right. like this beautiful shot that's mm-hmm. like clearly a matte painting, but yeah, but it's it beautiful, matter. right?
0: It's a wonderful shot.
1: And like you, you're like, oh, he's taking him back, and the whole they learn their lesson and stuff. And then the second one is like. We want to buy your building, and he's like, it's not for sale, and he's dying, and then they just let him die, and then mm-hmm. they buy his building. It's basically yeah. up, but they don't, he doesn't have balloons. He doesn't have balloons, <laughs> or a wife, Yeah, or a dog.
0: He kind of has a dog. his yeah. Gizmo, but Gizmo doesn't really uh, care, I
1: guess. Yeah. That also uh, makes me wonder, is like, he has the, the grandson in the first one, so wouldn't wouldn't the property have been left to the, what happened grandson? To the grandson? Like, he doesn't care. <laughs> I He went to college. Maybe he sold it, paid for his college.
0: Well, I you know, in, in the first one, the grandson sells Gizmo to the dad. Right. So maybe he's like, all right, I'm writing you out of my will. I told you not yeah, to do that. That's true. Maybe. Maybe we solved a, a Gremlins 2 plot hole.
1: There's, there's one thing about Gremlins 2 that bothers me. Mm-hmm. And it's... I know that, like, Gremlins 2, just to to fill everyone in, Mm -hmm. Gremlins 1 was such a huge success that uh, they wanted to make a Gremlins 2 so badly, and the director, Joe Dante, was like, I don't want to do it Mm -hmm. because he was very against sequels. Right. And they said, you can do whatever you want. We won't even, like, step in at all. Just make another one, and we don't care. So then he proceeded to make the craziest movie of all time. He sure did <laughs> he sure did and the only thing that like bothers me about it is um oh I was just I can't remember now I was just thinking about it Oh that that's what it was is um, the characters that return so Billy for the K- most part the makes yeah. sense. We've got Billy, we've got Gizmo, we've got Katie mm-hmm. mr futterman it's random <laughs> it's random it's random i'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. I love Mr. Futterman because in the first one, he only has about one line, and it's, it's him just complaining it's an about line though it is it's just him complaining about foreign cars and mm-hmm. anything from outside the u s because he thinks it has gremlins in it, right and then his tractor gets full of gremlins, and they drive through his house, yeah. And Gremlins was like an old way of saying, like, oh, there's something in
0: the machine that's making right. it not work. Exactly. And then, like, you know, that's the clever
1: tie into the title of the movie. Exactly. Yeah. But honestly, like, thinking about it, the, the billionaire guy in the second one, the billionaire, like the guy who runs the corporation. Oh, John, the actor is
0: John Glover. Yeah. I don't remember the guy's name. I don't remember his name either. But um, he voices the Riddler in Batman the Animated Series. Oh, he does? He does. And he's the dad of the bad guy in Shazam.
1: Oh, you're right. Yeah.
0: Very, like, low-key character actor. That's true. But, like, I think his most, like, popular role or his most well-known role is the Riddler in Batman the Animated Series.
1: I just got, last year, I got the Animated Series all on Blu-ray. Oh, I haven't, God. like, watched all of it yet. I've only watched, like, ten episodes. Great, great series. Yeah. Yeah. Arguably the best portrayal of Batman on screen. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Um, but think about the first movie. It's a dark, coming-of-age story. Right? It's a black comedy. Think about how well, in the second one, if the dad and the corporation guy met. How well that they would, because he's literally these crazy inventions, mm-hmm. and then he's just the crazy corporation guy who's like, I'll put a price tag on anything. Like, I feel like that should have happened. There's a lot.
0: We're, we're going to get into it right now, but two things I want to bring up. Did you know why they chose Snow White for the theater scene in the first Gremlins? No. Well, I, obviously I it's because, like, Gremlins dwarves. Oh, well, yeah, stuff, that's... But- because like the film is set at Christmas, they chose Snow White because it was released in December oh, of nineteen forty one as a Christmas film. I got. And you. before we move on to Gremlins two, I want to pose the question: Christmas or Halloween film to you? Christmas. Really?
1: Because it because the thing is, it has Christmas music in it. Right. It takes place at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. There's Christmas lights. There's Christmas trees. Yep. There's nothing like even though it's I don't consider a movie if it's scary instantly a Halloween movie because I yeah. feel like it doesn't have to be Halloween if it's scary. Mm-hmm. Like, as bad as the movie is, not not the Gremlins, but I'm saying, yeah. like, as bad as the movie is, Krampus, is technically, see. I have, I've seen, like, bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. It's still a Christmas movie mm-hmm. even though it's a full-on horror movie where kids right. like, get eaten and stuff. Mm-hmm. It takes, it has Christmas themes, it has Christmas-related characters in it mm-hmm. and it takes place around that time. No, I'm definitely with you. I think
0: it's more a Christmas movie than a Halloween movie. Even though, like, you go on Peacock right now, it's part of their Halloween collection.
1: Yeah, they'll just they'll put it in both, I'm yeah. sure.
0: It's like, it's the Nightmare Before Christmas scenario. Like, it can apply to both, I it think. It can,
1: but I think Nightmare Before Christmas is more 50-50, yeah. like split. Mm-hmm. Where this is more like a 70-30 yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Also, Tim Burton was apparently considered to direct Gremlins. Oh. Which makes a lot of sense. I can see why, but I feel like it would have been drastically different. It would have. It would have felt, I think, a lot like you know, more bleak, more
0: bleak, more like an Edward Scissorhands type of Tim yeah. Burton, like you know, the little like perfect suburbia that is disturbed by these outcast creatures and right. stuff. I mean, I don't want to say it because I'm sure like Tim Burton remake King would love to do it because he. Remakes everything and doesn't do anything original anymore. Yeah, I said it. Um, yeah, I think he would. He would have probably knocked it out of the park. But I'm very happy with what Joe Dante did. I think it's a hot take. It's what made the film work. And then they just took off his training wheels in
1: Gremlins 2. And let's
0: just yeah. let's just dive into this because All right, man, so
1: so Gremlins Two is like, I think it's perfect. whoa whoa (laughs) because just because it's I don't think there's any way to not watch it and not have a good time it's wild man there's definitely some stuff in it that has not aged well at all oh my god but the stuff that has aged well has aged like wine it's like (laughs) well we've already talked about it like there is
0: a corporation that's looking to buy the shop From the old man because they're looking to build this like major conglomerate uh, skyscraper, and he says no, and then six weeks later he dies. Yep. So they just they they demolish it. Die. They just demolish it, and Gizmo is still like in the shop when they demolish it. But like a laboratory like picks him up that just happens to
1: work in this place. You you take it from here. Yeah. So somehow in this so. I looked at it as very much like a—they're just a corporation that does everything. just trying to get their their mitts into every possible it's like, it's genre. Like a TV, something.
0: It's a TV station, I think. But I, they also like, have—they te-
1: also randomly have a geneticist as a tenant. Yeah, and they have like they have like a secret lab. Yeah, and where they're doing tests on animals with like with Christopher Lee as the lead. Exactly, scientist. Exactly. Yeah, that blew my <laughs> mind. I'm like, what is he doing here? Yeah, and I think we can both agree. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I don't know, but but I at least think the standout gremlin of Gremlins 2 is easily the the brain gremlin.
0: That's the one that can talk, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. When he has Hands the whole down. conversation and then he starts singing Frank Sinatra and then oh, dies. What a bizarre! <laughs> what a bizarre movie. It's like I feel like I was watching it and I'm like. There's
0: a lot of good concepts here that I just feel like aren't really being explored too much. Because if you think about it, like obviously like Gizmo finds his way around the skyscraper or, or the building, we'll just say it's the building. And like he gets wet and the gremlins pop out of his back and they start taking, it's almost like die hard, but with gremlins.
1: That's, that's a really good way to, to put it. Yeah. And I'm just
0: like, if Joe Dante just stuck with the darker tone here, like I think this film would have become even more popular than the first one. That's probably true, yeah. But, like, no, Joe Dante,
1: like, kind of... Do we think he did it to spite Warner Brothers? Oh, it's got to be. It's it's very, like, anti... Like, I don't know. It's anti. It's almost like anti-traditional blockbuster.
0: Yeah. Traditional I, filmmaking, because, like, there's not a lot of plot. It's
1: just a lot of chaos. I said to, like the best way that I thought about the movie after mm-hmm. was it's, like, the most middle finger of a movie that there could be. Like, to everyone. Even the people, like, watching it. Yeah. It's, like, literally, they're like, oh, you... Because there's that whole part where there's, like, people saying that they didn't like the first one right. and stuff. And he's yeah. like, ah, whatever. Yeah, Get Leonard, Leonard
0: Malton makes yeah. a cameo and he's reviewing the first one and he doesn't like it.
1: Yeah. And it's, like, that whole thing and they're just like, whatever. doesn't I, matter. It's so... I think, you know, right from
0: the start of the film you know you're not in for a similar ride because oh, no. like they do like the traditional Warner Brothers logo where Bugs, Bugs Bunny comes in and then like Daffy Duck interrupts him and, and he's like it's my turn yeah
1: let me, let me be in the logo for once and then you don't see them ever again well, cause, well except for the, the credits right yeah and that was one of the things I watched uh, I saw was uh, Joe Dante also directed Looney Tunes Back in Action Better Than which, Space Jam I think I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think it's better than Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but no, I think it's not. better than uh, Space Jam for sure.
0: It's, it's definitely
1: better than Space Jam um, too. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think uh, much needs to be said about that. That's all. That's all I need to say. Um, but Joe Dante loves Daffy Duck. Okay. Like it's his that's why Daffy has such a presence in back in action over Bugs yeah, that for makes a majority sense. of yeah. the movie. Mm-hmm. Is because if you think about it, like Space Jam is like more of a Bugs. Sure. Bugs usually takes the lead. Yeah. But back in action is like, no, it's it's Daffy. Yeah. It's Daffy and Brendan Daffy Fraser. Daffy and Brendan Fraser. <laughs> his Which, best role, in my yeah. opinion. Um and then uh, Sorry, real quick, Brendan Fraser update. Uh, did you hear that he's going to be playing Firefly in the Batwoman movie? Or Batgirl yeah, the, the movie? Batgirl movie, yes. The Batgirl movie,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm all for the second coming of Brendan Fraser. Yeah. yeah. It's much deserved and needed <laughs> because Brendan Fraser is an icon and a gem.
1: Hopefully it'll be good. I think I he'll, so. I think he'll do a good job as Firefly. I think so. And we haven't had Firefly, like... Ever.
0: We had, like, think. a... He was we, in the shows. Yeah, we had a... Yeah, we had them in, like, animated shows, and then we had, like, a a gender-swap version in Gotham for a couple episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't but, seen Gotham. Okay. So, I mean, I don't want to say watch Gotham, but...
1: <laughs> I mean, like... You could look it up. I enjoyed it, most of it. I've heard that, like... I've heard it's, like, pretty good overall. Yeah, it is, for sure.
0: So. I know, like, some Batman purists are not all for it, but I don't mind it. Yeah. Anyway, and then, you um, know, that... We'll use that to tie us back into Gremlins too, where they just randomly parody Batman at one point.
1: Oh, what was that? I'm trying
0: to remember. Well, it's like, so at one point, the Gremlins make their way around the, the laboratory and, like, they decide to start take drinking oh, genes oh, and DNA yes. of other creatures. Yes. And so one gets wings yeah. and drinks genet- – no, he gets injected with genetic sunblock so sun won't mess with him.
1: Which the second I saw that, I was like, oh, this is going to be a major problem. Right? And then he just dies. <laughs> yeah. Well, By cement. He doesn't die. He gets petrified. By cement. Yeah. I yeah. would love if Gremlins 3 picked up with, like, that falls off, like, the building and – Breaks open, he's still alive, and that's how that would be crazy. <laughs> that's because, like, it.
0: that's a major game changing moment when the gremlin is not affected by sunlight anymore. Right.
1: There's only three rules, only three and rules, only one
0: of them makes it weak. Yeah, only one of them will kill him. Yeah, and like the brainy
1: gremlin just figured it out. I'm trying to think, do we have solid proof that because I know it happens in the first one, but it's never, it's always like a, it's a comedic thing do gremlins die by getting shot? Because I know they get shot in the first one, but it's like another gremlin will shoot one with, like, a yeah. little gun, and then they'll just, like, fly back. I don't know. Because if they don't, then if that, that guy is i don't Well, I don't know, I don't know how much we want to...
0: I don't know how much we can say the rules of the first... Other than the three rules, how much, like... The rules of the world from Gremlins apply to Gremlins too. Yeah. Because I feel like Gremlins were getting shot in the first movie and dying. <laughs> I mean, Gremlins in the first movie got blown up.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: So, like, I guess there are a few ways to skin a cat, but, like, when you kill, take out the major weakness of bright light.
1: But how are we to know that the whole reason the Gremlins died in the first one from the explosion wasn't just that it was a bright fire? That's true. If, it, if there was no light in that fire, what if they just walked out? <laughs> well, I guess Gremlins
0: 2 would have taken a very different route. Yeah. Or more different than it already did. But to what you were saying about Looney Tunes back in action, Joe Dante, I think he got reeled in on that movie because he misbehaved on Gremlins 2. Is that right?
1: I don't know. I don't think it was. I um, think it was just because basically... Back in Action was going to be, like, the Space Jam sequel kind of right. thing. And they had been trying to make a sequel to Space Jam. Mm-hmm. And they, like, I don't know if you know this, but there was actually, like, ten Space Jam sequels that they yeah. were going to do, and they didn't do any of them. They were going to do one with, like, Tony Hawk. Right. Skate Jam. And, like, they were going to do one with... Jeff with, Gordon. There was one, one I think, car. with Jackie Chan yep. they were going to Sp- do. Spy Jam. Yeah. I think
0: that's the one that is closest to what Back in Action is. Right.
1: And, like, obviously if the studio didn't let, like, ten of those projects happen, Mm -hmm. they were obviously interfering a lot with each of those and things like that. So when Joe Dante went and tried to make his movie, I'm sure his original script was more in line with uh, the older Looney Tunes stuff Mm -hmm. and more, like, craziness and constant, like, more along the lines of Gremlins 2. Yeah. And they were like, we can't Mm -hmm. do that that
0: wow, that's kind of an epiphany moment. The Gremlins two definitely does sort of feel like a live action, old cartoon. school, yeah, yeah, Looney Tune cartoon because like the characters they break the fourth wall like constantly, constant anarchy, yeah, fourth wall. Is so many like so bonk many times. and
1: ding, going yeah. sound effects yep. all over it, and crazy slapstick and stuff. Oh yeah, it's totally different from the first one. Right, the first one is like somewhat like. I don't want to say restricted, yeah. but it's, like, there's, like, certain things that, like, when you're watching it, you're like, oh, this isn't going to happen, mm-hmm. things like that. But there's no predicting what's going to happen in Romans 2. No.
0: And I think, like, he went, I think partially he, they went that route because people were so, like, off-put by the dark tone of the first one.
1: Yeah. So. I just love how, like, while you're watching Romans 2, you think you've seen, like, the peak of the craziness. No, you haven't. And then like the thing that like it's probably not that crazy to most people. Mm-hmm. But for me, when I saw it, I just I it baffled me mm-hmm. is when he goes the when the big corporation guy goes into like his closet mm-hmm. and he has like a secret escape elevator. Yeah and it just opens up inside a telephone booth just out on the street, and he walks out, and nobody questions it. Nobody questions They're it. They're just like, oh, hey. And Mr. Futterman's just like, yeah, yeah, I'll go in that. And he just goes in it, and it, and it but it's an escape pod. Mm-hmm. Why would it go back? Because Mr. Futterman needs it too. <laughs> he just leaves his wife on the street <laughs> in New York City.
0: Because he's a, he's, a, he's a neighborhood hero, and he needs to step up. And I, when they finally decide how to kill the gremlins and gremlins too, I would just like, I was like, this better work, yeah. Because if it doesn't work, this film is not ending well. Yeah, I, I was just there like, this, this can only go one of two ways, and <laughs> my brain is telling me this film is just getting wilder and wilder, and I just tell they it's not gonna
1: work. What you were saying about the rules and how they apply, yeah. One thing I noticed that's kind of consistent mm-hmm. between the two in a weird way is it seems like Gizmo is a very calm gremlin. Right. And it seems like when you, um, like, multiply them, mm-hmm. they're almost like extreme versions Yeah, always. They're always like an extreme to a personality type. Mm-hmm. Like in the first one, it's not specific as the as specific as the second one, but in the first one, they're all crazy. Yeah. And they're like freaking out and they're eating Mm -hmm. food and they're like playing video games Mm -hmm. and Gizmo's just like, I just want to sit on the bed and yeah, hang out and stuff like that. Yeah. the In the first Gremlins, like they all look the same once they like, they
0: spawn off of him. In Gremlins too, you can definitely like tell like, okay, these aren't Gizmo.
1: Yeah. Like there's literally one that's like a goofy one. Yeah. And then they all have like different colors and like, they have different face shapes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But obviously you know they're gonna they're gonna become gremlins. Yeah. And then they still kinda keep their features, but like it's hard to I mean, some of them I was like, okay, which one is that? Right. But the, there's one specifically that you like know. Oh it's yeah, the, I forget what his name talking. is. He's <laughs> talking. Or, or, um, no, not the not the brain one. It's the It's is it Mohawk? Mohawk is,
0: like, the black one with, with the Mohawk.
1: Yeah. No, what's the one that's, like, the, the hyper one? Like, the oh. first one that's, like, they take the one that Katie takes by accident. Oh. And then he ends up, like, freaking out and, like, bouncing all over the walls and stuff. I don't stuff. remember his name. I called him Goofy first. I think, I'm pretty sure it is, like, Goofy or yeah. something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can tell it's him when he evolves. Right. Yeah.
1: He still kind of acts the same way, and they, like, they all have, like, more voice than just, like, the... Like, in yeah. the first one? Yeah. Like, they're all, like... Duh. They yeah. have, like, weird, goofy voices that, like, fit their personalities and mm-hmm. stuff. No, I think
0: the puppetry is, like, really... I think it's better than in the first one.
1: Oh, it definitely is.
0: I think I think that's one thing Gremlins 2 does better <laughs> than the first Gremlins is... Yeah. The, the special practical effects are really good. Yeah. And I can't... The, the two... uh was it the two twin scientists? Yeah. They're actually real twins. Yeah. I was like, that's special effects. I was like, no, it's, it's real twins. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. And then, like you say, it just keeps getting more and more wild. And then that that final scene, that final scene. I've, I'm trying to remember. Well, it's What's... like, I think it's Billy's direct supervisor. Like, we see him, like, get attacked by the female gremlin, like, in, like, the middle of the movie.
1: Oh. Yeah, then oh, we, then we oh, don't see him again. We don't
0: see him again for I a thought, while. I
1: thought you meant like how the gremlins like die and stuff. No, like that I remember. But, but like yeah. he's like, "Hey, can you come like I'm like locked on the 48." Oh, 40. yeah, there's a straight up like human gremlin relationship that yeah. just happens. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Man, I can't wait to see that explored in Gremlins 3. <laughs> I like that. I hope they don't I that's the one thing that I would be like, Ugh. "If if they're going to do another Gremlins, I would almost prefer like a soft reboot with Mm -hmm. some of the original cast like making cameos Mm -hmm. than like yeah half human like oh god no half gremlin. I don't want to see that I don't want to see like Lamb but with gremlins. (sighs) Did you see Lamb? No I didn't see Lamb. Oh I saw Lamb. Yeah. It's uh it's pretty funny. It's It's not funny. It's not a horror movie at all. Really? They marketed it really bad. It's it's like a drama comedy. Okay. it's I Nobody's laughing in the movie, but everyone in the theater was laughing. Well, I mean, that's sort of like Jurassic Park to me, where the old man keeps going,
0: we spared no expense. And I'm like, you clearly spared some expense. Stop yeah. saying that. Yeah. <laughs> or like in the beginning when the attorney's like, um, what does he say? Excuse me. Some of the investors are concerned about the safety of the park. And I'm like, you think?
1: Oh, yeah. it's That's how it is in all the Jurassic Parks yeah. is like... The second that, like, in Jurassic World, where they're like, Verizon Fios presents the, yeah. the whatever, and it's yep. like, okay, this is the whole wall's gonna break open and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yep. Um, they wouldn't put them on an island, story wise, <laughs> if they weren't gonna bust out and yep. be uncontrollable. Ah. Uh,
0: <laughs> wrong, wrong episode for a yep. second. Um, so we've talked a lot about gremlins and gremlins too. Um, what do you think allows audiences to, like, connect with gremlins
1: and keep coming back to it um i think it's just like for me i love the music of the movie it does have really good music it's that opening scene with the title drop yeah like i love Mm -hmm. and i think it's just like i feel like a lot of people watch gremlins thinking it's more like a family Christmas movie, and then like like every year they're almost like lulled into a, a subconscious state where they're like, oh, it's Gremlins. It's like a it's like a family Christmas movie, mm-hmm. and then like twenty minutes in they're like, oh, this is not what I yeah. signed up for, but mm-hmm. we're already watching the movie. So yeah, I think it's good that we have a dark Christmas film, you know? Yeah, because like all
0: Christmas movies are kind of like bright and cheery and stuff. It's good to have like something totally different.
1: Yeah, the only other movie that I consider like. Because most Christmas movies are pretty, like, similar in tone. Um, but, like, I think the two other, like, standouts, at least for me, is I feel like um, A Christmas Story is mm-hmm. kind of different tonally. Yeah. It's, it's not, not horror. No, but um, it's not like Elf or no, something like that. It's more like, it almost feels like a documentary in a way. It does. It's looking at childhood on a sort of cynical lens. Right. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, uh, it's a wonderful life. Yeah. Which is very much has the spirit of Christmas, but it's not like happiness and toys. It's, no.
0: It's very like. I don't sometimes know. life is hard. Right. And sometimes you're on rock bottom. Yeah. And, but you got to remember that there are other people here to help you.
1: So. Uh, real quick fun fact about uh, Christmas story mm-hmm. I don't know if I told you this. No. My ex cousin is the mom in that movie.
0: No, you don't. Wait, I feel like you told me that before. Yeah. That's too obscure for me. I've not heard so, before.
1: So my cousin, mm-hmm. do you remember the movie Dolphin Tale?
0: Unfortunately. Do I don't, I've never the- seen it, but I've heard oh, of it. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So I don't, I don't remember anything else that he was in, but my cousin was an actor, mm-hmm. and he was in the beginning of Dolphin Tale was the only like, movie that I saw him in because he was mm-hmm. in a bunch of older movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like the old man on the beach, at the okay. beginning of the movie that discovers the dolphin. Okay. Stuff like that. But he was married to her mm-hmm. and then they got divorced. But, so technically, by like, through marriage, but now divorce, I I am a cousin of the mom in Christmas Story. Wow. <laughs> so.
0: Now can you get to six degrees of Kevin Bacon with that? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I bet you could. Somehow, I'm sure, yeah. All right. Flynn, to wrap it up, just, if you had to pitch this film to someone who had never seen it before, why
1: would you say, like, hey, you should see Gremlins. This film matters. Um, it's it's very much, like, not a Christmas movie that, if you haven't seen it, you haven't seen a Christmas movie or a holiday movie like this in general. Yeah. So it's very much, like, a, a different experience. Mm-hmm. It's very fun to, like, watch and with, like, a bunch of people and just, like... If you want to make fun of it, that kind of thing, you can make fun of it, or you can watch it genuinely. It's it's very much a thing you can do on both sides. Yeah, um, Gremlins two, especially you can make fun of and just yes, you can enjoy. Um, but yeah, it's very much like just a fun overall experience. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of like subtle jokes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. with like the the inventions and things like that. The, the bathroom buddy. Oh, yeah, the bathroom, buddy. Um, Sorry. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I love the – there's one invention that he has in the movie that I just never – like it's, it's a hazard mm-hmm. during that scene is um, he has the automatic hammer. Yeah. That's going to kill someone. <laughs> that's, that's like – that's the product that gets recalled by the company right. because someone died. Like, (laughs) the dad is like one of the best understated characters. Oh, yeah. He's very underrated Mm -hmm. in in the overall plot. But in the overall plot, besides the first minute of the movie, he has no purpose. Yeah, no, not really. He's kind of just there. Mm -hmm. Um, They honestly could have had it be something where like he just shipped him gizmo. Like he's he's working out of state and like yep. ships him to mm-hmm. him and then is like there you go son, and then he's just not in the movie anymore. He really isn't though. But instead he like lingers and he's like at a gas station. Yeah, and he's at like this invention convention and there's like robots walking yeah, by yeah, yeah. and.
0: That yeah. should have let us know what Joe Dante was going to give us for the sequel oh, yeah. right there. I think that was a hint of what's to come. Oh
1: yeah, that was like just a
0: just a peek behind the curtain. Yeah, but. <laughs> All right, so a Gremlins, a good time. Yep, holiday, any holiday, yep. Christmas or Halloween, and I something- like to
1: I like to watch it around Christmas time. But you mm-hmm. could honestly watch Gremlins at any time. Mm-hmm. The only things that are really like super Christmassy about it are there's some Christmas music, mm-hmm. and obviously like it's it's takes place in December and there's mm-hmm. trees and lights and stuff. Yeah. Like
0: that. So it's it's a it's a tradition for you this film. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. I think that's the perfect note to end on. All right, Flint. Well, thank you so much. I, yeah.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I Thank you for first introducing me to Gremlins like all those years ago. I can't believe I'd taken that long to see it. And thank you very much for introducing me to Gremlins too. I, I'll never forget it. And I hope I find a film of equal caliber to, to pay you back yeah. with someday. Hopefully,
1: hopefully Gremlins 3 someday. Oh, my God. I Well, if it happens... We're there. <laughs> yeah, I have I have one one recommendation for you. Okay, that I will also say for other people. If you're looking for a movie as crazy as Gremlins or as Gremlins Two, mm-hmm. uh, on Amazon Prime, there's a movie called Velocipastor. Oh my god! It is so funny, and it is it is a movie that was made to be bad on purpose and like ridiculous. And it's about a priest that uh, turns into a velociraptor and fights ninjas. I had heard about this. Yeah. It's really good. Oh, my
0: God. (laughs) All right. Folks, this has been Movies That Matter. I've been your host, Chris Flaherty. Uh, If you want to email us, you can find us at MoviesThatMatterPod at gmail.com. Also, you can find us on Instagram at MoviesThatMatterPod. And on Twitter, it's MoviesThatMatter, but there's no T at the end of matter because apparently it was taken. So it's at MoviesThatMatter the matter I don't know apparently it was taken anyway folks keep watching what you like entertainment is subjective and that's not a bad thing Uh, don't listen to the critics don't listen to the box office form your own opinions and watch what you love I've been your host Chris Flaherty thank you for listening good night